A quick content warning before we begin. This episode does contain discussions of trauma and the act of suicide. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health support, call or text the number 988 to speak to a trained counselor at the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. You're listening to How I Met Your Monster, a podcast that explores the introductions to your favorite movie monsters. My name's Zach. I'm Danny. And I'm Casey. And together, we dive into the world of horror to find out how filmmakers have introduced us to our favorite monsters time and time again. This is How I Met Your Monster. Fifteen years ago, I, I was told there was nothing left. Who are you? Explorers in further regions of experience. Demons to some, angels to others. <laughs> Call you me, Hello, and thank you for joining us on another episode of How I Met Your Monster. If you're not already subscribed to the show, make sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, all of them. Just follow us everywhere. Even though you won't listen to the show everywhere, just follow us everywhere. Or listen to the show everywhere at the same time. Download all the apps on separate devices. But play it (laughs) all just like a second after the other one. So it's just like our voice echoing. Mm -hmm. Throughout the house. Yeah. Or the car. Or... Your yeah. headphones or or both or both everything all at once, everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, oh, that's right. Oh, I movie. still need to see that. I still need to watch that movie. <gasps> yeah, you Hack. do. I know you haven't seen it. I know. No, you I'm just busy watch watching it. shit like this. So movie. good again, watch it simultaneously. You didn't like this movie? What have you learned from this conversation? <laughs> <laughs> um, you didn't like this movie? It, it wasn't my favorite. Um, it was, wow. it was, it was good. And I did like parts of it. Um, I didn't, I don't know. Maybe it was like the hype going into it that I was like, you sure. know, you can only let yourself down by going in with everyone saying how great of it course. is. Um, I liked it just fine. I enjoyed it, but um, there was some things that I thought felt forced and a little played out, but, um, mm-hmm. but overall it was good. You know, the director, um, oh my gosh, what's his name? Uh, the Parker director, Finn. Parker Finn, he had only made two shorts before this. Yeah. And then he made is that uh, wild smile. That is wild. I mean, so impressive. it's like, it's like a very well-made movie. It's like, yeah. And then you have there. like Sosie Bacon as like mm-hmm. your lead. It's mm-hmm. Kevin Bacon and Kara Sedgwick's daughter. Like what, I a, know. what a get. Yeah. And she was wild. the mayor of Easttown. That I had totally forgotten about. Yes. Um, so mm-hmm. good. She's good. I remember that's where I, I mean, maybe I've seen her in something else, but I remember specifically seeing her in that where she really stood out to me, where I like, I didn't realize that's who it was. And mm-hmm. then I had to like look her up because I was like, wow, she's very talented. And then you make the connection and yeah, like, of course she's talented. Look at her parents. Equally right. talented. Right. Casey, what about you? Uh, well, I did the opposite thing as you, and I went into this movie thinking it was going to be total shit because I'm always <laughs> let down. So I was like, you know what? I fucking give up. <laughs> and I thought it was great. Okay. okay. Yeah. There was like some parts in it that I was like kind of bored and stuff with a little bit through the middle. Uh, but the rest of it, I was like, man, when it was over, I was like, that was pretty good. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, wow. Wow. Because then Stuck I went back. You. It well, yeah, and then I went back through it uh, again, and okay. kind of went to some of like the more important parts, and uh, all of the dialogue is so, so geared toward what the quote unquote monster is in the movie mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I didn't realize it the first time I watched it because you're not fully aware of what it is until closer sure. to the end. Yeah. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. Me too. I enjoyed it. Spooky, surprisingly uh, more gory than I thought it would be. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the first kill, which we'll get to, I was like cringing. Mm. Oh, I 
Oof, have a lot to say about that, was, so I'm just yeah. going to wait. Okay. <laughs> it's on the back burner. I don't know why I had to turn the back burner on, but there it is. Because it's on. It's got to keep it warm. Keep oh, it that's hot. true. Keep it on low. Okay, so before we get into this, as always, what would you guys watch? Nothing. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Not a... Oh, I watched quite a bit. Well, uh, you know, like the last week and a half has been really weird for me. So uh, I've mm-hmm. just been watching a lot of the Great British Baking Show because it makes me feel better. Um, mm-hmm. Well, that counts. Danny, what did you watch? I watched a few things. Um, for a few first timers, one rewatch. I rewatched The Ring, which is okay. <laughs> interesting favorite. because this was kind of reminiscent of that. Yeah. Well, it's funny yeah. enough. I watched this before The Ring. Which is funny. And it's funny that you say that. Um, this is so funny. Had, this is very funny. It is, <laughs> is so, so funny. It is so funny. Funny. Listen to how hard I'm laughing. I was almost crying because I was laughing so hard. <laughs> um, no, but they both have that sort of, and I mean this is a compliment, they kind of have that like Scooby-Doo quality to it. Where it's like the investigative <laughs> oh, okay. side of things. You know, like uncovering yeah. clues to figure out. You could out. have yes. just said investigative. <laughs> You had to like instead of Scooby Doo lower it down to <laughs> Scooby Doo. But I mean, as a compliment, I love Scooby Doo. Well, everyone like shits on Scream Three because they're like, "Oh, it becomes so Scooby Doo," and I'm like, mm-hmm. "What's wrong? Where's with that? the yeah? Like that's a compliment. I don't understand <laughs> why this is a negative." Um. So yeah, I rewatched The Ring. I saw this movie, an, uh, this old Alfred Hitchcock movie called The Lady Vanishes. Um, okay. which basically was remade in like 2006 with Jodie Foster, uh, flight plan. Have you guys ever oh, seen that? No, oh, I did basically see flight the same plan. movie. I saw flight Interesting. plan. Yeah. Very similar, except this one's on a train and then that one was on a plane. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. really fun. Uh, I watched crimes of the future. Oh, that's right. The new Cronenberg movie. Which Ooh, I had to that's right. About. What are your um, thoughts? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. You know, it's been sitting with me a little bit, and I've been sort of digesting it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Zach won't get that. I s- um, <laughs> I still have questions. I've been wanting to just like Google some things and like read some articles, but I'm also just trying to like let it just sit with me. And well, okay, be honest though, it was not as gory right as it was supposed to be. So it's not. It wasn't as gory as I thought, but there was a lot of shocking moments, mm-hmm. like. This is not a spoiler, but there's just like all of a sudden it cuts to someone like cutting into something. And I was like, oh, my God. And like the sound of like bone scraping. I was like, oh, my God, mm. I hate this so much. But, yeah, it wasn't as like it wasn't like the fly. where like, that's mm-hmm. revolting. That's just so <laughs> disgusting. Like a- but it also is like perfect for the movie. Like, I love it for the movie. But, uh, yeah, not that bad. Um, pretty interesting story. Very weird. Have you guys seen Dead Ringers? No. Never seen Dead Ringers. You should watch Dead Ringers. Got it on my watch list, but I... That's good. Um, But that's kind of like... I don't know. I still have yet to see Crimes of the Future, but... Oh. It's like, you know, they... I like the imagery of this. Yeah. Well, like, I don't know if this was in the original marketing, but, like, in the marketing since it's been, like, re-released or whatever, it's all, like... There's, like, these surgical tools Mm -hmm. that, like, Mm -hmm. they use that are all... This and like, so you think it's like going to be really disgusting. Um, and it's not that, oh. like, there's like not a whole lot of that. Um, okay. it's really good, don't get me wrong. Like, it's it's icky in like a different kind of way, yeah. Yeah, um, I feel like all of his movies are kind of icky, there's like a weird mm-hmm. grime on everything, yeah. Um, but no, I would highly recommend Dead Ringers. Um, okay, maybe we do another Cronenberg month one of these days, mm, part two, yeah. There's a lot. Yeah, so I watched so The Lady Vanishes, Crimes of the Future, and then I watched that new um Florence Pugh, the one that had all that drama. Oh, don't worry, darling. Uh, yeah. Don't worry, darling. Yeah, don't worry, darling. Um not the movie I was expecting it to be. Better than I heard it would be, at least in my opinion. Um I thought it was fun. I thought it was like really weird and maybe I just went into it just Usually I do kind of like, I think too hard about what the movie is going to be and like the twists and all that, but like mm-hmm. kind of just wasn't there with this one, which I think helped because I was like, oh, wow, yeah. I guess I should have seen that coming, but I did not see that coming. That's kind of how yeah. I felt about Smile. 
Mm-hmm. It's like your expectations are just not at their normal standard. They weren't. And then, well, we'll talk about it. It surprised me. Actually, I did watch Birdman for the first time. Oh. Mm. That's why Creepy I, in its that's why I texted way. you and said, is this actually wall one shot? And then I realized that clearly it's not. But I was like, oh. realized that the first however much was. And I had mentioned something to Matt. And he's like, yeah, it's all one take. And I was like, no, it's fucking it's it's <laughs> no, fun it's though like they it's at least supposed to feel like it so yeah i guess that's uh it was okay i wasn't like crazy about it but again that's because my expectations were set very high and i thought there was gonna be more of the fantasy element and that was mm-hmm. very very little throughout you know what i yeah. mean like i thought there was gonna be a lot more of that and that's what i wanted from it if anything it just made me realize how much michael keaton spits when he talks because of all the theatrical lighting <laughs> <laughs> dude i saw um jeff daniels in to kill a mockingbird on broadway you did yeah awesome. it was really but, fucking good yeah um, oh my god but so much spitting oh my god <laughs> really? so much spitting yeah <laughs> that's <know>. all <laughs> scout <laughs> scout <laughs> Yeah, Casey, you're right with like the stage lighting. It's like when the light hits just yes. right, you see all the spit. Everything. All yep. the spit. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, Jeff. He's not a quitter, but he is a spitter. <laughs> yeah. It's a famous quote that everyone knows with Jeff Daniels. I refuse to watch Birdman because I'm childish. And I am so mad that dude won Best Director over Richard Linklater for Boyhood. Oh, so you haven't even seen Birdman? Yeah. No. Oh, I thought you were going to tear me apart for not liking it. <laughs> no, I am. I refuse to watch it because I am immature yeah. and I hold a grudge. Okay. I mean, cool. it's kind of a trip, though. He did when you think of like, even though it isn't one take, it feels like it. Yeah. So how many just Hitchcock did that in Rope? Like what? Who <laughs> fucking cares about but they that? Go, he goes to like the city and like who all has over. made a movie over twelve years and watched people grow up on screen? Nobody. That's fair. I mean Richard Linklater. Yeah. But yeah. But other than that, fucking the nobody. one take bullshit. I don't. No, I'm with you there. And if ever there was a movie for him to win Best Director, it would have been that one. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry, guys. I, I was I was a big I was team boyhood when that came team out. Team boyhood, huh? That sounds weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Might want, not want to tell people that, Danny. That's something I don't just say. Son of a bitch. Oh, you could be team boyhood. Like you can like boyhood better than adulthood. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure, but um okay. I know, like, I know, I know. <laughs> like Richard Dreyfuss's character in Stand By mm. Me. Yeah, yeah. He never had any friends like the friends he had when he was 12. Yeah. Does anyone? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my friends are better now. Mm-hmm. I like losing my friends a little bit. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's like so much relief. And especially when you grew up with people that treated you like shit, but you didn't realize it you were, until you were an adult. And then thankfully uh-huh. you just separated and you didn't have to deal with them anymore. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've had friend breakups. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a hell of a thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fine though. It's good to let, let go of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I need like a friend dating app because I don't know how oh, to yeah. meet people. Those absolutely, those absolutely are things you can go on to dating apps and just hit friends. Really? Yes. Oh yeah, that's absolutely. I remember. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. You can do that, like looking you for can. friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do it. Get on uh, fucking. Get on Tinder, dude. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll be like, what a bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, well, are you guys ready to meet the monster? Mm-hmm. Smile. Say cheese. 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 Should we post on our socials us doing like the creepiest smile? No. I will not.
I did love the marketing for this movie, though. What was the marketing? Oh, they just would pay people to go oh, stand in places right. and smile at people. <laughs> that is so genius and so creepy. Yeah. Unlike fucking like network morning shows, like ABC morning shows. Yep, in, like the, in, the in the window like and in shit. The mm-hmm. is, yeah. In a baseball game. That's amazing. Yep. You know what's so exciting about that is that that obviously worked because the movie was very successful. So now we're going to start seeing these like really bizarre like uh, <laughs> marketing <laughs> schemes. And I'm very curious to see what like future horror movies are going to do. But yes, I am excited about that, but I'm not excited for like the future of advertising because there was a thing I saw that now they can like project ads into the sky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's what? like fucking drone. Blade I Runner. don't want to live in the future. I know. I know. And it's just like so over. disgusting. Like are the, the sky's going to be filled with like Coca-Cola ads and shit. Oh my God. And haven't they seen Wally? There's enough. There's not enough light Jesus. pollution on this planet. We need to add some right. more. Well, they say like, you know, I saw a thing one time. I don't know if it was a little documentary or what, but like kids in like, like just for instance, like kids who grew up in New York City and like never mm-hmm. leave the city. They have like this much smaller view of the world like they're like they don't understand the scope of it because they can't see the stars God, oh crazy. my gosh and then like if they that go hurts. out and see the thing it's like yeah it's wild but okay smile okay so mm-hmm. dude i don't remember hearing piano music as like not i'm, so, I'm sorry not piano music but like children's piano music since like Child's Play 2. Are you talking about all of the music in this movie? No, just the opening. Okay. Bit. I was going to say, I, I don't remember any of that really, but. What was with all the turning upside down? What was, why, oh. why was everything upside down? There were a few know. visual things I was paying attention to that I was curious about that I, now I'm, that we're talking about it, I realized I didn't give it any more thought, but there was a lot of turning upside down. There was a lot of like going into circular things like in the eye Mm -hmm. and then later through a circular window that's a good question which his apartment was fucking awesome i want to live in that apartment wasn't it (laughs) yeah it was really fun like great i loved it Mm -hmm. really nice coffee table dude we need more kyle (laughs) gallner in like suits yeah did you know that he was in this movie i did well i follow him on twitter and he's very vocal about it Uh, it's like dude shut up about the movie I was like, I get it. You want us Shut to? Smile? I didn't know he was talking about a movie. I thought he was just trying to get people to smile more. Smile. Shut up. You're blocked. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't know that he was in this movie. And then I was like, wait, is that? Yeah. He's like a little horror uh, horror staple between this yeah. and Jennifer's Body, yeah. Scream 5. He's in Haunting in Connecticut. Oh, the Haunting in Connecticut, the Nightmare remake he was in. Yeah. yeah. I think we've mm-hmm. talked about this. He was in. Uh, Have we? Um, Wet Hot American Summer. Wet Hot American oh, yeah. Summer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, we, we talked about, about this him last week. a lot. Last week, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so time. funny. <laughs> no, he's good, though. He's, uh, I really he's liked really him good. in this. I liked his character. Um, yeah. You know who I didn't like? Fucking Trevor. Oh. Dude. Well, Trevor sucks. Um, no, I mean, yes and no. Some of it I can see, um, you know, your partner going through. Uh, things and not quite knowing how to deal with them. I think that if my partner killed a cat and gave it to a kid as a birthday present, I'd probably be acting like Trevor too. But see, I disagree only because I think he went from (laughs) zero to 60 with her from the start. He was like, so everything was anti whatever she's saying. If I was at a kid's party and Cody gave some kid a gift and there was a dead cat in there, I'd be like, who killed my cat? Because it clearly wasn't you, Cody. I know yeah, you but- didn't murder our cat and wrap it and give it to your nephew. But she did, though. But she did. And she, she was she like pulled a knife out on him the day before. And she's like screaming at him that she's going to stab him and all this shit. Like, no, I think yeah. he overreacted. He walked out while she had a knife and he was like, put it down. It's like, OK, I didn't know you were in the room. Yeah, so but then she didn't easy. put it down. She just kept screaming and going like this with the knife. <laughs> I don't know. He was I thought he was 
He gave her no reason to trust him. That's what I meant. Like, I, I can, I, I think him just trying to deal with his partner having issues. Yes, he did not do the best. But I think that when yeah. it came to the point where my partner killed a cat and gave it to a child as a birthday gift, I would probably start acting that way. I, I would leave guess. him, probably. I yeah. didn't like him. I, I didn't either. Was... I didn't either. But <laughs> Well, like, he didn't listen to her, though. You know no, what I mean? Didn't. Like, no. that's yeah, okay. She killed the cat and put it in the thing in the box, but she was like pleading with people to be like, I didn't do this. Like, yeah. And even though she did, um, it's like, she clearly was something was wrong. Um, and he was just like, you know what? I've got better things to do. Yeah. This is my whole, this is my whole life that I'm attaching this to. Like (laughs) I'm out of here. I'm not going to lie. I didn't look at any of, the names of any of the actors, but um, he plays a train in the boys who is also, yeah, also a, a jerk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like maybe more so there. Yeah. What drove me nuts about his character was not even just how he didn't listen, but it was the first, maybe it was maybe not the first time we saw him, maybe the second, but he comes home and, Oh, it was the night that the alarm goes off and she calls the cops and he shows up and he's like, what's going on? And he's like, you set the alarm? And she's yeah. like, yeah. He's like, why would you do that? Yeah. As though like, I live here. Why would you say? It's like, okay, take it Does easy. a woman who is alone she made not a mistake, set the alarm? Or exactly. Also? She either made a mistake and forgot that she said it. Mate, clearly you guys have some weird rule about yeah. when yeah. you're allowed to set. You live there. Do the alarm when you get home. Like, what are you so stressed about? Yeah. I feel like if we mm-hmm. had an alarm system, Matt would just expect me to set it if ever I was home alone. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Same. Like that would yeah. be the time to set the alarm. A hundred percent. Lock um, the door, set the alarm. Yeah. It's the um, point. <laughs> I, I thought that it was really funny the first time he scared her when she she like gasped really loud and dropped her wine glass and he said, uh-huh. did he scare you? Well, what the fuck do you yeah. think? <laughs> of course you <laughs> yeah. scared her. <laughs> What's the matter? You scared? <laughs> Why'd you, why'd you throw your glass on the ground and, uh, and yell? Yeah. <laughs> and then later she breaks another one and he's like, did you break another glass, Rose? That was funny. Yeah. Oh, God. Laura is our mm-hmm. first uh, in, the, in, the, in the observation room, in the exam room, I um, guess. I do not think that I have ever had chills like that in my entire life. Really? And which which part specifically when she while the whole time she was talking like her monologue Mm -hmm. and then when she started screaming and then my chills got chills on top of chills and it was my my. entire body and it was crazy she get that checked out shut up (laughs) it's a lot of chills on chills on chills picturing like goosebumps with like Like a mutated goosebumps. And they're sitting on the couch and fucking and, and Matt turns and there's just a goose sitting on the couch. <laughs> like, oh my god. Um Case. Right. <laughs> uh no, but I really uh I don't think I've ever had chills like that in my life. It was uh crazy. I watched that scene like four times. Um mm. did the chills stay? Each time yes. or did they mm-hmm. go down? I got chills every time. That's the thing with this movie. They don't it does not um fuck around. Like every yeah. scene is kind of just kind of throwing you into the trenches. Like this is about trauma and this yeah. is about death. And even Carl, one of Rose's first patients, is just sort of, you know, like kind of sets the standard for like how all of these people are consumed by death. And then, mm-hmm. obviously, we meet Laura, who, like, sets the story in motion. Yeah. And, um, like, the music in that scene. I mean, the music in general in the whole movie was, like, just so eerie to me. Um, mm-hmm. I don't usually, like, watch through the credits, but I let the credits play. And I was, like, getting really uncomfortable. Like, the end credits. Mm-hmm. Dude, I was the really music because of the music. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so since we're talking about this right now, I just need to say the fact that they played Lollipop at the end felt so incredibly forced to me. I was wondering why they chose Lollipop 
Was it because he goes into her mouth? I was wondering what the significance was of it. I don't know. And I wondered if it was like that, like dark ending with like a poppy credit song, which is, I like that uh, dynamic. I think it works a lot of the time, but this like, it did not fit for me at all. I was like, why are they doing this? Uh, Anyways. But then that, that to say like after lollipop fades out during the credits, you get like this weird, like a lot of it's just like noise Mm -hmm. put together and it's very unsettling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was talking about because the lollipop yeah. thing I didn't notice somehow. Uh, <laughs> so that scene with Laura, mm-hmm. she says a lot of things in that scene that kind of set up the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. And that's when we she, first we we see our first smile. Oh, and yeah. then after, which I love, is that visual of when they show. In the morgue, I guess. The oh, yeah. Oh, body yeah. with the sheet over it, and it looks and like a blood. smile because of the way the blood was cut. Yep. Oof. Yep. Mm-hmm. Great visual. Yeah, it was good. Well, yeah, and then I was thinking, like, why they chose, like, a smile. You're pretending. Yeah. Yeah, put on yeah smile. it's like yeah. Uh, instead of dealing with it, you're just smiling, and you're like, yeah, you're oh, yeah. It up. It's like repressed emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Before I watched it, and I I knew nothing about this movie, literally, Mm -hmm. except Smile, right? And I thought, I was like, this is so fucking corny. This movie is called Smile, and these people are smiling. Like, what the fuck is this going to be about? You know what I mean? Right. But then as soon as, like, this happened, and then, you know, these people are committing suicide. And in this film, it's, like, portrayed as this entity that enters them and causes them to do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in reality, it's like when you're suffering from depression and and PTSD and all of those things that trauma has caused you, you know, there is another part of you that convinces yourself that things would be better off if you weren't there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This movie does not fuck around. It's fucking like dealing with some shit. It was, it, it is. And, and I didn't expect that at all from it. That's why I like movies like this. And we were talking about like who, what the monster is and how you can, kind of interpret it there's like not an open interpretation but you can sort of interpret it as either being literal or you know metaphorical yeah because even just if you want to just be like this is just a monster movie that feeds off trauma it's still like plays by the rules of trauma Mm -hmm. um like going down to even the basics of like the fact that it puts it like forces its victim to like wear the smile yeah almost as though like the creature doesn't understand how a human would truly handle that. It's like, they think that's working like that'll hide it, but it's like, no, but that's yeah. sort of like what we do too, like humans oh, yeah. when we're trying to suppress those emotions. It's like, we're not really fooling anyone. It's, it's the, or even ourselves for the most part. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just oh, a no. veil. It's just a mask. You're fooling, you're fooling yourself least of all. Exactly. Right. I liked that this was, I liked that it's like, I it's quote unquote an elevated horror movie because there's so much deeper meaning to it, but it was very easy to understand. Totally. You know what I mean? Like, it's not one of those movies that tries really hard to be like, make you think about everything and it's super thoughtful and you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's very straightforward. It has, it has like the guise of a popcorn horror movie, but yes. Like you said, it has something to say. Yeah, very much so. Where, okay, so where does elevated horror start and regular horror stop? Because horror movies since forever have had like deeper meaning. And so like, where is the, where's the cutoff? Oh, no, I think that those old movies that do have deeper meaning can still be considered elevated horror, but Horror as a genre itself is typically looked at as a a genre that doesn't have that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So it's like surprising to people when it happens because they just expect it to be about the, the monsters and the blood and the guts. And it's not supposed to be about, you know, you know, suicide or trauma or social commentary or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I agree. And I always thought that like even the term elevated horror, which they kind of poke fun at this in scream five, is sort of like I knew he'd bring up Scream. God damn it. 
had to. Which I did. Once I heard Elevated Horror, I was like, here it comes. I think, uh, especially for someone maybe who doesn't, like, we're all, like, obviously, like, really invested into horror. So, mm-hmm. like, Casey, you said, like, you, you, you know that that's part of the DNA of a lot of horror movies. But then there's obviously the other ones that are just sort of, like, splatter fests or, mm-hmm. like, they don't really care about mm-hmm. <laughs> just, like, any genre of anything. Sure. But I feel like people who maybe aren't as familiar with horror might see the distinction a little bit more clearly. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's – and I think horror is becoming a little bit more mainstream nowadays. So I think that's maybe where, why the term is becoming a little bit more prevalent. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, because that's a good question. It's like where does mm-hmm. it where does it begin? It feels new, but I don't – like Casey, you said it's not like new. It's just right. the term is kind of new. Yeah, yeah. Because we yeah. consider it. Yeah. Yeah. And some people really don't like it, you know, the term – and but I mean it doesn't bother me because there are movies that aren't about anything but exactly you know what I mean mm-hmm. bullshit I mean, there can be elevated know? comedy there can be elevated oh exactly yeah that's and... what I was thinking that too I mean Dumb and Dumber is so much more than just <laughs> these two guys trying to find that this this woman in Aspen you know what I mean there is so much more to that movie Aspen a little place called S S hmm? <laughs> you know who doesn't like elevated horror is Jenna Ortega face no she mm. likes elevated horror. Oh, she does like Babadook. Yeah. Oh, so this is like the Babadook plus it follows. Like you mash those together, you get smile. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what about the first time that we see Rose kind of like have a moment where she realizes like what the fuck is going on when Mm -hmm. the alarm goes off and the security company calls? Oh, Oh, Yeah. yeah. And she, like, has a conversation like with somebody and then, like, the phone rings and she realizes she's not even, like, holding the phone. I, that was cool. I feel really stupid because I didn't get – I didn't – every single one of those got me. Every single jump scare in this movie got me. <laughs> I fell for everything, 100%. I really did. That's, That's a good. sign of a good movie, good. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, but – Because they're all, I feel, like – I feel dumb. No, don't feel dumb. That's just a no. good – that's just a – but again, it, it, sometimes I do sit there and try to think and pick and well, what, you know, like and stuff like that. And I did not do that at all while I was watching this movie. I was just totally invested. There was that one scene when Rose is listening through the audio of her. Um, oh, my God. With Laura, and you're mm-hmm. like waiting for something to happen. Yep. And you, it's like, all right, something's going to jump out. God no, damn it. Where I is didn't. it coming? And then, oh, yeah. <laughs> I got was like, you good, is this going to happen? Dude, I was getting close. I'm like, what is she saying? What is she saying? I'm getting closer to the TV trying to listen. What is it saying? And then I fucking screamed. <laughs> she says Rose, by the way. Rose. No, in the when she whispers in the thing that she's listening oh, back. Rose. Really? She says Rose. Right. Yeah. I did know that. I learn a lot because we watch with the captions on. And so Sometimes. like <laughs> there's a lot of things that you'll pick up on in movies that they you might not get without the captions. Yeah. Um, I miss that completely. Yeah. I think it's funny how like everyone in these movies is like an audio engineer. Like they've got the fucking playback mm-hmm. with like the waves and the fucking heat map uh-huh. or whatever of the fucking yeah. <laughs> Audio. Even though in reality she would probably be like listening to it on her phone on like she would like, like click double click it and it would bring up iTunes and it would be yeah, like Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no playing. Yeah. And then she'd hit like the 10 second rewind button. <laughs> yeah. You know? So the girl who jumps out, is that her mom? No, I, that's Laura. Oh, it was Laura. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. she sees her again at one point and she's in the hospital, she's looking out and uh she's standing there. So she just sees Laura for a while. The first okay. like day, I think it's all Laura. Okay, so here's a question. She sees Laura. She witnessed Laura commit suicide, and so she sees Laura mm-hmm. during her thing. Why does she see it in Carl and that girl at the birthday party? Uh, because it looks like people, but it's not a person. Sometimes it pretends to be someone that I know, and sometimes it's a random stranger. That's right. Okay. Like she probably didn't know like that birthday party, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or she was like, yeah. <laughs> she was already traumatized from that girl because she's like, 
show her where the, her sister's like, show her where the adult beverages oh, are. Yeah. And she was like, you're a, you're a shrink, right? You're yeah. a therapist. She's like, yeah. She's like, oh my God, thank oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> like, so she got traumatized already just on the walk to the drink station. Hey, maybe yeah. there is something there. Maybe there's something to be said for that. Speaking of traumatizing people, mm-hmm. Jackson, the little yeah. kid, oh. is yeah. fucked. Yeah, mm-hmm. he sure is. <laughs> they even do that one cutaway later on in the movie. He's just like, yep, and there's no resolution. It's just like he's scarred. Mm-hmm. When he's looking out the window? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because like not only yeah. did he get fucking traumatized with the fucking cat, and then he sees her like freaking out in the car. And he's, just <laughs> like, he's like, is this what uh, it is to be human? Yeah. Yeah. Is this what's going to happen like, to me when I'm becoming a dog? Aboard, buddy. Good luck, Jackson. Well, yeah, now it is because you've yeah. been traumatized. Crazy train. Welcome aboard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That kid deserves to be traumatized, though. Yeah, he was stupid. I mean, that whole family. I mean, but that's they were meant to be that family that you can't fucking stand so mm-hmm. yeah yeah you get like a little bit of like compassion later when holly kind of explains herself to to rose but mm-hmm. up until then you're like her and her husband are just like oh my god you're the fucking worst <laughs> i i loved it when they were at dinner and she's they're saying whatever and she goes can you guys just shut the fuck up and then the waiter comes yeah. and he sets her food down she's like thank you thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. thank you so much <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much. Because that's oh, definitely what I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, the poor cat. Um, what a cute cat. Mustache. And mustache. What a mustache. great name. So cute. I must ask though, like, what? Why did he have to be upset? <laughs> fuck thumb? you! Shut the fuck up, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I knew that she wasn't uh, wrapping the train when she was wrapping it because um, I was very irritated when she got that train. It did not fit in the box. (laughs) But that scene was that was that was rough because I thought it was going to be a hallucination and it was going to like turn out to be like she still freaked out. But like she was just going to be holding the train. And I was like, oh, no, that's still just the cat. (laughs) I was like, this is really happening. It was not a fake out. <laughs> there was so much in that because like she was freaking out because of what is clearly happening. But then she's also mm-hmm. holding her dead cat who she loved like very much. Yeah. Right. And so she's freaking out about that. And then she falls in the fucking coffee table. Glass coffee table. And then mm. sees her arms and freaks <sighs> out about that. It was like, wow. Layered. Like, I, I yeah. just need a breath after this. Like, oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot. Um, mm-hmm. that's the thing with this movie. It's like you said, it's a lot heavier than you're anticipating. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, when she goes to her therapist, I assumed that it was kind of foreshadowing for the end of the movie, but obviously not something that I knew yet. Um, but they're talking about, you know, her therapist says, well, maybe you need to talk about what happened with your mom. And she says, I don't want to talk about that ever. I don't want to talk about that again. Blah, blah, blah. Her therapist says, you have wounds that have never fully healed, and it's possible that they never will completely. That is the nature of trauma. And that kind of goes to the end of the movie, because at one point they make you think that she has somehow overcome it. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, the nature of trauma is that it may never be completely gone. Oh, my God. That's devastating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was really like holding out hope for her in the end. It would have been nice to see just like, obviously this is just, this is so subjective, but it would have been nice to see if like taking like what she knows from her personal experiences, but also just as a doctor and maybe like shifting her career where like maybe she works with, I guess she already does. I guess that is her job. Maybe she works with troubled youths or something, you know, to kind of like how to get through something. The point Mm -hmm. of it though, is that trauma can affect everybody yeah and it can be devastating to anybody yeah even somebody yeah, even people who th- you think has all of the tools to take care of right it. but is the movie right. positing right. the fact that trauma is unmanageable or just inescapable because no one is able to defeat it right but i but i know that like trauma is something that can technically be managed yeah I'm not I don't necessarily think that it's saying that nobody could, but I think 
it's just showing that anybody is susceptible to it. How powerful it is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it causes, you know, like PTSD, anxiety, depression, all of these mental health illnesses, you know, they all stem from childhood trauma. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like plays a big part. And even if you grow up and you spend eight years getting your degree and you are the one that's helping people and you're the one that's, that's has all the right things to say to people, Mm -hmm. you know, it's still something that can devastate you. Yeah. I get that. For like the sake of like the movie and like hitting that point home. I mean, it has to be devastating in the end. You guys probably know that I loved the end of this movie. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you texted us saying how you're excited to talk about this, I was like, oh yeah, it's such like a bummer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The hero, spoiler alert, the hero does not survive. I mean, I liked the movie as a whole. Like I said, there was some stuff that even like when she goes into the cabin and she says like she needs to be alone and then she ends up confronting the trauma of, you know, when she was 10 years old and and she saw her, she didn't help her mom after she had attempted suicide. She didn't call anybody to get help and Mm -hmm. she had faced it. This movie even was able to like, I'm not sure if I've ever been able to talk my way into not minding how ridiculous something looked like the, her mom, when she was fucking 10 feet tall (laughs) in that like caricature, right. Of her mom. But I realized that, well, it was absurd. Right. And usually that's something that I would be like, what the fuck? Like, don't ruin this for me guys. Mm -hmm. You know? But I was able to be like, she was just screaming at her mom, telling her that she was terrified of her and that she was a monster. So, like, that was how she saw her mom mm-hmm. when she was a child. So, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't actually mm-hmm. hate it after I realized the choice that they had made to do it. Even, like, mm-hmm. her abnormally tall height is sort of... Yeah, well, she was 10. With, so yeah, she was, exactly. you know, she was a kid and mm-hmm. her mom was a monster. So she looked like she was huge and, mm-hmm. and, and grotesque and stuff. Because she was fucking terrified of her. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever been able to, you know, give myself a reason to be okay with something being that ridiculous. But there it is. So this Ladies and gentlemen, we have a first here <laughs> with Casey. The, the moral of the story is it's okay to look ridiculous sometimes. <laughs> that's, that's what I got out of this movie. I went back and forth with that. When she first like starts coming out of the fucking door frame, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, shit. Oh, my God. And then she's like in the shadows still and she's coming. Out. I was like, oh, and then you see her. And I was like, oh, that's kind of silly. Yeah. And then when they come back the second time. Yeah. And you see her like more close up and you like the big forehead and the, the, just mm-hmm. the bigger features. I was like. Oh, this is very unsettling. Yeah. Um, but it's also at the same time, I was thinking, I don't know if I was putting it follows together with this one at that point yet. But I was like, yeah, oh, man, the tall guy in it follows mm-hmm. was a lot better. Um, it was. It was more subtle. Yeah. Um, but uh, I ended up really liking the tall mother monster, monster mom, I guess. Yeah. Um, and you like tall moms, you know, I like tall moms. What can to I say? Each their own. Um, <laughs> um, but I did love when she fucking pulls her face apart and she's yes. got like seven mouths mm-hmm. and the eyeballs that are like the eyeballs mm-hmm. are still like very human. But like the yeah. rest of the faces, that was cool. I did not know the movie was going to go that direction. Right. But I was, I have to say, I'm very upset. I had the monster spoiled for me. Uh, um, a oh friend no. of mine just randomly texted me a picture of the monster. And I was like, what is this? And they were like, smile, the smile monster. I was like, oh, oh no. Well, at least it still turned out to really not just be that. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that was but just I kept very, waiting very for it. I was like, oh, it. she's lighting it on fire is it gonna melt and that's what it oh. that's when that thing uh-huh. i was like oh, no it was still satisfying super creepy and what i really liked about that monster and that reveal was that they like linger on it 
they're not trying to mm-hmm. cut away. They oh, even yeah. get you even get like that wide like that wide shot of it when it's like fucking crawling into her mouth, into which her is, mouth. yeah could have been amazing. so yeah. stupid, but it was so, so disturbing. Uh huh. It was uh-huh. that was another part of it too. Is that you can see the transition from when she was fighting to where she had just given up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and let it take hold of her. Yeah. And uh, that was that. Yeah. You know, you look at like the distinction between her and her sister and you can argue that her sister quote unquote healed from their trauma by a avoiding it clearly. You know, yes. she said she wasn't around a lot, but also yeah. avoiding it in the present day of like pretending it just never happened. Yeah. But I'm just trying to like wrap my head around like the message of that because it's sort of implying no, okay, sorry, I'm like catching myself. I was going to say it's kind of implying that you can sort of avoid that horrific fate, you know, that horrific life yeah. if you avoid it. it just but, affects everybody differently. Exactly, but it also shows that she kind of sheltered her child and yet her child was still exposed to something. And oh, some yeah. other, like eventually they are going to face life. So just because yeah. you were able to push it all down doesn't mean you're going to save everyone else. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. okay, so I... I went on a little journey. Came around. Figuring yeah. It out. yeah. <laughs> you got it. Nina made a good point about, or I don't know if it was a point, but she made an observation or I don't even know if it was observation, an opinion. I don't know. Yeah. But thought. at the end. Nina said when, something. <laughs> Nina said something. <laughs> um, no, it's like, it was frustrating when like Joel is standing there watching her at the end, knowing what the situation is like watching it happen. Like he didn't try to stop her from lighting the match. He didn't look away or run away. And it's just like devastating. Cause you're like, okay, now, you know, it's coming after him. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I love that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Will why there, he didn't interfere. Either. Will there be a part two where he finds out how to actually end it? Yeah. If they do a sequel, Maybe. You'd think that they would have it a more triumphant ending for the hero, but yeah, I would watch. Yeah. I would watch on. a smile too with Kyle Gallner is the lead. Yeah. Me yeah, too. Hopefully, in the beginning, he just jumps off a cliff. Oh my god! Can you imagine? I well, thought they were going to do something like a twist on a twist, where when she goes to his house or his really cool apartment. <laughs> And you find out, you know, he does the smile. Then you realize, like, she's just, like, hallucinating. I thought it was going to be the opposite where – because I was like, oh, something's going to happen. Like, they're not just having a conversation. But I thought that it was actually going to be a twist where she was already dead and we just didn't see it. And that as she was talking to him, she would start smiling. She was bringing the trauma. And she was the bad one. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wait, are they going here? Like, is this going to be, like, really just dark? But then obviously yeah. that didn't happen. I I did I really liked the ending and I know a handful of people who had watched this movie and they all told me that not all of them, but a few of them told me that it was really predictable to them. Oh really? And yeah, and again, I just feel dumb because I had I was in it one hundred percent to where like even when he said, I'll stay with you forever, I was like, oh, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> He meant because he's trauma. <laughs> Stay with her forever. <laughs> oh, that's so, so sweet. That's so sweet. <laughs> oh, I guess man. they're getting back together. Oh, oh, <laughs> never mind. This is way off topic, but I did. Good. Well, not really, though. But now that we're talking about it's Joel. Yeah, Joel going way back in that first time that we meet him when he's kind of quote unquote interrogating Rose with his partner. And his mm-hmm. partner is just being so insensitive. Oh, my God. There was mm-hmm. a lot of that in this movie. A lot of. Totally deliberate, liked, though, to be like, that's yes. how a lot of people sort of right. view that. And that's not respond okay. To it. Exactly. Yeah. But like, it's good that they highlighted that because then you see him just kind of like you see how much it stands out as a negative thing. Mm-hmm. When you see the contrast of him being right there responding to yeah. it. And then the, yeah. obviously the quote unquote victim Rose sort of, you know, mm-hmm. receiving that. Yeah, it happens when she's out to dinner with Holly and, and uh, her husband. Her husband says something I don't remember. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, you don't say that. Yeah. 
So yeah. we like Joel. Dude, can we yeah. yeah, can we talk for a second about Joel's printer? <laughs> oh, we can. Did I miss? Yeah. Did I miss something? <laughs> she says Oh, because of the pictures? She's oh. like, Do you have a printer? And then it like goes into the the wind the circle window and comes out and the next time you see her, she has like an official police folder with like <laughs> yeah. very well printed photos with like Good quality all crime scene stuff. photos. <laughs> it's like we we needed that that could have been a whole montage of him just like printing and kind of like <laughs> yeah. organizing everything. And the the time the time cooking and he's making pots of coffee and uh-huh. yeah. Do you have a printer and some official police file folders? <laughs> <laughs> It's true. All right. We kind of, we didn't kind of breeze over it. We completely ignored this when I was asking this earlier. So I'm going to bring it up again. Okay. But since we're at the end of the movie now, you were asking, why did they use the lollipop song? And I asked, is it because, oh, is it very tasteless in that he like went into her mouth? I think it's what Zach said. It was just the juxtaposition of something so horrifying. But there's got to with- be something. I don't like, know, man. And that's, is that just a morbid? That's why I, I mean, thought yeah, it maybe, felt I so forced because I was like, they're trying yeah. to like, you know, there's kind of like a trend of, I don't want to say it's a trend because yeah. it happens like here yeah, and like there. Barbarian like, did something just, similar with the mm-hmm. whole. I, I was trying to look up the lyrics to the song, but apparently Lil Wayne has a song called Lollipop. Oh. And I was like, she, 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 lick me like a lollipop. She she licked me like a lollipop lollipop yeah Shouty want a thug I'm like that's not how that song goes so, I heard it so differently in my head it's like a lollipop is also called a sucker and Joel's a sucker, a sucker because he yeah he didn't because he sat there anything. and watched the whole thing yeah like was he just was he just tra- being traumatized is that the reason well why he didn't uh, do yes anything? because. Well, yeah, circle? and that's the same thing. Yeah, think about when she she watched that girl. How slowly was she cutting her face? She just sat there and watched her. That's why I love um, when people will comment on movies. And it was like, oh, my God, if that was me, I would have been out of there. Oh, and it's like, bullshit. you have no idea what you would do. Yeah. Because <laughs> you you've no never idea. been, mm-hmm. you've never faced death like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're so certain about what you would do. Do you guys want to talk about the reveals in Smile? Sure. Yeah, we could sure. do that. You know, we could do that. Here's a list uh, that I've compiled. Tell me if you agree or disagree or there's some that you have added. Um, Laura, at the beginning, is our first Mm -hmm. viewing. Carl. Mm -hmm. You're going to die. You're going to die. Oh, and you Um, know what? I forgot to mention that was really cool because he broke the fourth wall and he was also talking to all of us. Ooh. So, yeah. How did it just get darker? Did you miss that? Um, Yeah. Uh, The girl at the computer, which I found out from you guys, that was Laura again. Mm -hmm. Um, The the drunk girl at the birthday party. I don't know if she was drunk, but she was going to be. She was drunk on life and questions. (laughs) She was going to be. Yeah. Rose's mom, um, which I would assume was in the bathroom. Like you kind of see like the next room and it's just completely black. And then she like goes to bed and rolls over. And I think that was her mom in there. Yeah. Um, The guy in the gas station footage, you see the smile on his face when he goes into, into the uh, truck, the bed of the truck, her sister, Holly at the car with the head. Oh my gosh. That was I jumped (laughs) like so hard because I knew that she was going to like, you know, like I was expecting just her to crouch down. But that's Uh not what happened. That was freaky. (laughs) Um, Madeline, the therapist in the house, which was another good fucking scene. Yeah. Oh, I do love that part because, again, got me 100 percent. Not did not have a fucking clue. Same. Mm-hmm. And then the way that she just walks and just steps over the couch, you know what I mean? Like just yeah. like doesn't go around it or anything. Just oh my god! So a I have a question about line. that. Not yeah. to continuously ruin the yeah. flow of this, but I—that's what made me think that maybe Rose had a chance of surviving. 
because the monster like wasn't consuming her yet where it was almost again because like was she so traumatized that like it didn't need to consume her completely because it wasn't consuming her there but maybe it was just trying well to just scare it her. just gives you f- that well that's the thing is it it feeds off of that so it's gonna scare you as long as it can that makes sense. you know yeah like it's gonna keep it's gonna do it as long as it can until okay. it gets that sweet spot okay that makes mm-hmm. sense they pulled like an alien three scene there with like yeah. all of a sudden she was like drooling <laughs> and it was like yeah <laughs> Sigourney Weaver like <laughs> um, um oh you know who we haven't talked about because uh, my next reveal that I have listed here was when she stabs Carl and Dr. Desai hmm. um oh, Cal my Penn. we didn't God. talk about Cal Penn starts peeling his oh, yeah. face off um yep what is what's with the face peeling? Because he does it, and then it's like you're not later in your own skin. Well, it's wearing a mask or no. taking the mask off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, that does make a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> like, wow, that was an easy thing done. <laughs> we got it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, I have the reveal of Big Mama's house. Big Mama's house. Yes. <laughs> It is Big then Mama's to, House. Okay. Then we go to If Big we still Mama's had house. like DVDs and they had like, you know, and you had the DVD chapters and you could like select uh-huh. like numbered, that would be called Big Mama's <laughs> the cha- House. Chapter 29, Big Mama's yeah, House. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then when she goes back, it would be Big Mama's House too. Um, <laughs> then I <laughs> then I have the, the reveal of Joel mm-hmm. where um, she's in his apartment. And then uh, I wrote giant skinned mama because like not only does she peel her face off, but then when you go to that wide shot, she's like totally skinned Mm -hmm. and she's going into. Yeah. Um, So what was your guys' favorite? Would you say that there was maybe one more is when they visit the, the wife and then like we see the drawings of the monster kind of gives us a little taste of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I really liked all of them. Like I said, because all of the uh, the ones where they try to fake you out, they all totally fooled me. And um, they all creeped me out to some degree. But like I said in the beginning, I have never experienced chills in the way I have in that first part. Yeah. And so the part leading up to it is probably like really high up there on like my favorite horror movie moments, wow. to be honest. Oh damn! Okay, because yeah. okay. I've never, I've never felt that way. I've yeah. never watched a movie and and had that feeling before ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was my Laura was my favorite. Okay. Yeah, I I'm between two. I'm between the therapist fake out scene because that was just very satisfying and unexpected, <laughs> but also I think I have to give it to the the ending the true form moment like when it reveals itself as like the like it skins itself completely and you see like all the Mm -hmm. mouths and eyes and stuff it was especially i especially liked it because this movie didn't seem like it would go there with like a monster yeah like a literal monster so then to see it just felt so fun as like a horror fan to like get that visual payoff so for that i am gonna go my favorite reveal was the the skin, like true The form. physical monster. Yeah, monster. Yeah, the physical mm-hmm. monster. What about you, Zach? I have to say, yeah, I really liked that, uh, the physical monster. Um, but if I had to pick, I'd probably say Madeline in the house, uh, the therapist. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, that was totally unexpected, just... Mm-hmm. The fact, yeah, uh, uh. Um, good. so yeah, I'm gonna really go fun. with that. It's all creepy, um, man. We all have like very different, uh, like variants of this monster, mm-hmm. yeah, which I really appreciate. And how did I pick the goriest one? How does that happen <laughs> <laughs> out of all three of us? The fuck? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm usually the one who's like, it's like. The thought of the monster. I don't know if this counts, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know if this counts. But there's an other movie that's not this one. <laughs> okay, well now it's time for a segment that we like to call the real monster. 
run, run as fast as you can. You can't catch me. I'm the gingerbread man! You're a monster! I'm not the monster here. You are. You and the rest of that fairy tale trash poisoning my perfect world. Now tell me, where are the others? Eat me! All right, it's the healthcare system. Oh, I love it. We're finally back to like the man is the villain. <laughs> yeah. We haven't done that the in a man. while. Capitalism. No, she uh, <laughs> goes, uh, you know, she's a doctor. She just wants to take care of her patients, but they're like, listen, she doesn't have insurance. She can't have a bed here. And mm-hmm. I yeah. love that they were so. just so like on the nose in that scene to set up. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. It I, it's so, it is like, I'm sorry. I don't want to get on this. I don't want to start a tangent or a rant, but like, I mean, why do we just we just have to pay to make sure that we don't fucking die? And it's just fucking crazy. Yeah, it's a wild world. Not only do we have to pay, but then we have to pay for the opportunity to pay mm-hmm. when yeah. something happens. Yeah. And you just keep paying. She's got to hit that deductible. For, <laughs> for some reason, concept. health insurance health insurance also doesn't include your eyeballs and your teeth, yeah. which are for some reason not lumped in with the rest of your body, which doesn't make any fucking it's, sense. Well, they're not organic material. Uh, Our eyes and what? teeth are robots. Don't you know? Oh, that? okay. Okay. I got it. It's like taking it to a mechanic. That makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. I, that's what I go for my dentist, you know. <laughs> you dentistry. get up on the lift. <laughs> I'm like, all righty. <laughs> Crank me up. <laughs> Come on, Tony. It's like that fucking scene in Wayne's World when he's like, when uh, Garth, they're at the fucking garage and Garth is playing with the the drill. Like, he's like, like, Danny at the fucking dentist. Um, Okay, yeah, no, absolutely. Healthcare system for sure. Yeah, that's what I got. Mine's also like it's it's very serious, um, and it's so it's it's, okay. it's people who um, gift dead cats as birthday presents. <laughs> what? How about Don't just killing do the it. cat in the first place? That I'm less worried about. It's more about this process of the wrapping. It's not the how the cat died. It's just wrapping it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The real <laughs> monster should be the you. guests. Actually, at that party, you didn't smell it. Right. It's, right. Yeah. I have a cat skeleton. Skeletons are fine. Okay. The flesh still a dead is gone. Cat, though. Okay. You know, once you've okay. defleshed it, we're fine. Okay. Okay. Always deflesh. Okay. Yeah. Always yeah. deflesh. When in doubt, okay. deflesh. My real monster is Rose mm-hmm. for pouring her wine like you would pour a glass of whiskey. Like, why? Was she pouring like just enough wine in her cup to like take one swallow and be because, done? Because Zach, she kept dropping her glasses. She didn't want to waste it. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. I'm like, okay, that's not whiskey. That's not like something heavy. That's like also, some white wine. It's probably it's really sweet. Like, why are you? Very interesting that she was pouring such little amounts, but she was definitely trying to get drunk. Yeah, she was in denial. Well, she drank it like so dramatically. And well, it yeah, was like, because she's okay. trauma. <laughs> so there's our real monsters. Um, right. Do you guys have anything else to add about Smile and the heavy load that it is? <laughs> like a heavy load. <laughs> you know, when there's a heavy load, you can't help but smile. Um. <laughs> oh, man, I walked into that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you did. Walked into that uh, anyway. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> um, no, I I don't have anything to say other than I was uh, very surprisingly, I guess, pleased with this movie. And not that I thought it was going to be bad. I just was, I don't know, it was better than I expected. Yes, I was definitely pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Like I said, I've just given up having expectations. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that is all the time we have for Smile this week. Let us know what you thought of the movie. Find us on Twitter at I Met Your Monster and on Facebook and Instagram at How I Met Your Monster. Or send us an email, Zach at HowIMetYourMonster.com. Um, Danny, Casey, where can our listeners find you guys on social media? I am on Instagram at WolfMotherCasey. 
And I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Danny Salem. Just my name, Danny, S-A-L-E-M-M-E. It's two M's, like the candy, melt in your butt, not in your hands. I'm also, because Twitter is kind of falling apart, I'm on Hive, whatever that is. Um, and guys, guess what next episode is? <gasps> what is it? What is it? Episode 69. 69. Nice. Oh, shit. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. We've been keeping this podcast going just so that we could hit episode 69. <laughs> nice. Yep, that's it. Because we're immature children and mm-hmm. yes. it's funny to us. And because of that, we are watching Society. The horniest horror movie of all time. That's I right. Always thought I was the right. horniest horror movie of all time, but well, you just wait. You have this movie has got some stuff that you couldn't see in your wildest fucking dreams, Danny. It's gonna <laughs> unlock like a bunch of. Kinks I can't fucking wait, me. and you're gonna realize I'm like a freak. Wait. Like Jesus, Danny, <laughs> hey shit. man, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, yes, actually, this will I be don't... Danny's first viewing of Society. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty exciting. I've I've been in society, like as far as like not like this. Our definition, not like this. You haven't been in society. Oh my god, I'm scared. So that is something you guys do not want to miss. So make sure to join us for episode 69. As always, thank you all for listening. Now go meet some monsters.